I couldn't get a bill paid. You can follow me you on Twitter at Ty underscore Fenwick. I'm the co-editor at GBMWolverine.com. The other co-host is Derek Devine. You can follow him on Twitter at Divine Identity. He's the head guy over at TheBigHouseReport.com. Today we're going to be talking about Rashawn Gary, one of the big names, not just for Michigan or even in the Big Ten, but really I think on, on the entire college football landscape. Rashawn Gary's name is going to pop up a lot, especially because Michigan's defense isn't returning a whole lot. Only one starter, linebacker Mike McCray. So Rashawn Gary is going to get a lot of attention heading into the season, and most likely, you know, he's the kind of guy who is going to carry that steam throughout the season. It seems like. So, first of all, what what did you see last year, Derek, in Rashawn Gary's freshman year? Well, I'll tell you what. I feel like many of our listeners are probably wondering why it's taken so long to bring Rashawn Gary into the conversation. Uh, one, I think we kind of forgot for a little bit. And two, I think there's kind of a, a reason why you save a guy who's such a high profile guy, obviously someone who's talked about more consistently than anybody on the roster. Uh, but what you saw last year is hopefully just a glimpse of everything that's to come uh, this season and hopefully season to come. He's obviously uh, a future NFL uh, D lineman. He played behind two NFL defensive ends last year and Chris Wormley and Taco Charlton. And he watched, he learned, he soaked it all in, he got some playing time himself. And so, uh, just like everybody believes, he, he should be ready to go this fall. And, and I wouldn't be surprised to see a, a dominant uh, first year as a starter. So to recap, his true freshman season, he played in all 13 games. He had 27 total tackles. 11 of those were unassisted. Five of those were uh, for a loss, and I, I believe he ended up with a sack. Yeah, he ended up with one sack. So you know, 13 games played, that was a very good time for a true freshman, and he was one of those guys we were all looking forward to seeing. And I think for the most part, I mean, he definitely panned out. You know, it wasn't um, it wasn't always electrifying, but it seems like he he brought it pretty consistently. Is that fair to say? Yeah, absolutely. And you look at the stats and it's almost Jabril Pepper-esque where you look and you say, well, he played every game, but he, he only collected he under 30 tackles and he only had the one sack. I thought he was better than that. But you've really just got to look at where he was playing. And when you're playing behind two guys that are eventually drafted in the NFL, you can go as far as saying Michigan didn't really need him last season. They They needed a year where he could just soak everything in and learn the game, learn the speed of the game, get used to it, come in for a couple of big plays. And I know a lot of fans were craving for more of him last year. I remember going to the big house on multiple occasions. People were literally yelling to, to put in Rashawn Gary because people wanted to see this number one recruit coming out of high school. And and yeah, I did too. I'm sure you did as well, Tyler. But the, the most important point here is he now has kind of the, the defensive line hype to himself, other than obviously a couple of other guys are going to be contributors, but all eyes are on him. I mean, Athlon Sports looking at him, Sporting News has him as a preseason All-American. A guy who didn't get to show as much as people hoped in year one just because of all the people in front of him really has a chance to, to hit the ground running and, and just put on a major season. So I kind of casually mentioned it in the intro, and I think you just confirmed, but I said he was a guy who, you know, you would hear his name not just in the pockets of the Big Ten, but on the national stage. So you think that's true? I mean, I'm assuming so based on what you just referenced there with Athlon Sports and so on. 
Yeah, he, he's been ranked by, I think, Chad Reuters' his name, a top 10 player. Sports Illustrated had him as a, a top 10 defensive player. I mean, there are a lot of people putting their attention on Rashawn Gary, and for good reason. Again, a, a very highly touted recruit. Uh, you've got defensive coordinator Don Brown saying he's the, he's the best he's ever seen, uh, which is which is a high praise for a guy who's uh, been around the game for a long time, coached very successful defenses in the past, and uh, to have him be a, a first team bid early in the season preseason is not is not a, a far fetched uh, thinking. I would say. I mean, I, I would say that he's probably one of the best. He's absolutely one of the best, if not the best, talent wise. It's just a matter of if the production comes uh, on the field in year two. Well, Gary, along with Maurice Hurst, was named recently to the. Excuse me if I get this wrong. Nagurski Trophy watch list. I got to say, Nagurski is something I've only ever seen written. It's one of those words that you may butcher because you've never heard it. But uh, there's a, a famous, I won't say a quote because I, I can't directly quote it, but you should never make fun of somebody who mispronounces a word. You know why, Derek? I, I don't know why. Because they learned it reading. And reading's good. So this is named after somebody, Mr. Nagurski. If that's your name, I'm sorry if I butchered it. But yes, Gary, Rashawn Gary, along with Maurice Hurst, named this watch list. I I think that's another testament to the fact that a lot of people are expecting big things from him this season. And we, we say this a lot about a lot of people, I feel like, about a lot of players, how, oh, you know, this has got to be their year. With Rashawn Gary, it feels real, or at least more real than when we talk about other players in the same way. Do you agree? Yeah, I think when you talk about other players, it's kind of the hope that this is their year and this is the breakout season. And it's, I mean, it's not a sure thing because, I mean, an injury could even take a guy out in year two, but it's the most sure thing that Michigan has uh, talent-wise on the roster uh, on the defensive side specifically in terms of, it, I mean, it's almost a no-doubter in your mind that he's going to perform. Uh, and if he can stay healthy, uh, I think that there's obviously going to be a major focus on him as a highly touted player. But at the same time, uh, guys that are 6'5", pushing 300 and, and just uh, freak off the line, it just can't be stopped. That's simply put, he wasn't stopped in high school. He probably won't be stopped in college and the big guys in the NFL will have trouble stopping him there someday too. So, yeah, I mean, we say that about a lot of players. A lot of these podcasts, these kind of mini profiles are based on uh, this is a guy who can bring a lot to the Wolverines in 2017. But, I mean, more than anyone else, Rashawn Geary has the, the entire package that Jim Harbaugh and Don Brown's looking for, and I am very confident he will he will prove uh, everybody right this season. Uh, All-American for sure. Uh, yet to be determined. Obviously, that's going to rely on some stats as well. But difference maker on the field, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, since I brought up uh, watch lists, like preseason watch lists, those things drive me nuts because you look at the actual list of players and it's like half half the players at that position playing college football. I mean, practically everyone makes the watch list, I feel like. And, of course, you know, we, we have to put all kinds of hype into it because what else are we going to talk about here in July, mid-July, I mean, we still got some time to go before the season starts. But, man, I just had to get that off my chest. I don't know about you, but these watch lists, most of the time, they just really annoy me. I mean, they're they're out there trying to get clicks, trying to get reads. I mean, that's why you see Gary on multiple lists. You 
I can't remember who it was, but it might even be uh, maybe Street and Smith. Someone has him as a dark horse for the Heisman, uh, which, I mean, it's possible. Defensive players could win the Heisman Trophy. It's not likely unless he just has an unforgettable monster season, which obviously everyone hopes he does. But, yeah, I mean, you're, you're trying to draw clicks at that point, and, and any preseason stuff, preseason rankings, preseason selections have always just kind of annoyed me. Uh, I could definitely live without them uh, because as a fan and as someone who, who follows the sport closely, you kind of know who's poised to have a breakout year, and, and this one seems to be the most obvious choice we've talked about so far this summer. All right, we'll pause now for some station identification. This is the Go Blue Crew on Wolverine Sounds. You can head to iTunes, search Wolverine Sounds there to subscribe, listen to this show, and you can also listen to Derek some more on Divine Intervention. So thanks for listening. Tyler, I have a good deal for you, as I always do. I know we took a break because we talked Kid Rock last time running for Senate, but if you head over to Shutterfly.com, you can get 40% off of everything and 50% off a hardcover photo books. And I tell you what, there is nothing that would look better in your living room than printing out a canvas portrait of Tyler and I from the Go Blue Crew where, sounds. where are people going to get pictures of the two of us? I mean, are they going to, like, Photoshop us together? We don't have a, a picture of us together. Tyler, we can take one. It's not It's not that hard. I'm actually going to be near you this weekend. I'm going to be in, eh, near is a stretch. I'm going to be in uh, Fort Wayne. And I tell you what, we could easily arrange taking a photo together because I know that, when people see this and hear this and they know that they can get that 40% off, I mean, you can basically put a canvas of us in your man cave, in your living room, in your bedroom, in your bathroom, in the shower, wherever it needs to go for, for nearly half off. And I just think, I mean, what a, what a better gift, uh, kind of a summer gift, an early Christmas, Christmas in July, some would call it, just to treat yourself to a picture of us. Or obviously everyone needs thank you notes and you want pictures of your kids and uh, you've got a whole design studio. Either way, 40% off, you can't beat it. Just just make sure you ask us for a picture, and we'll find a way to get it for you. In a non-creepy way. You know who they should call Shutterfly, actually? Rashawn Gary, because by the time he makes his shutter, he's already flying at you. That's... I don't know if you can hear the clapping, but, I mean, I can hear it. I can hear off it. to you, and I'm not even wearing a hat. Yeah, I, I don't know where that came from. Usually, I'm not that great at drawing connections but shutterfly i thought that was brilliant by the time he makes his shutter he's already flying at you that flying by you he's already to the quarterback okay i think i was thinking from the perspective of the quarterback if he if he Ah, flies by the quarterback we're going to have to like reassess our evaluations of him like as a as a football player like does he understand the sport of football you know what uh, that brings up an interesting point and kind of where I was heading next anyway is I look at a guy like a Jabril Peppers and it's only easy to compare the two because they've gotten a lot of hype. Uh, it, I think Gary really kind of takes over that uh, Jabril Peppers role in terms of most talked about on the team, obviously. How far into the season can Rashawn Gary go, uh, quote-unquote, underperforming until uh, people start uh, saying, okay, he's, he's overhyped, or fans start getting frustrated because he doesn't seem to be uh, putting the numbers out that we all kind of expect him to? Yeah, this is an interesting question. Um, I think 
linemen, especially defensive linemen, have a lot more leeway than, say, a quarterback does. Because you look back at last season when Wilton Spade trots onto the field, very first pass, throws an interception against Hawaii. People are calling for him right away. But you'll never, ever see people do the same thing for somebody like Rashawn Gary who doesn't do his job on one play. It takes a lot more of a, of a more elongated evaluation in order to really make a true assessment and say he's underperforming, he's meeting expectations, or he's blowing by expectations. So, I, I mean, maybe like a third of the way through the season. I think if a third of the way through the season he's just obviously not doing much to contribute, then you'll start hearing that talk. But even even one bad game, people just don't talk about linemen the same way they talk about other positions in terms of how they're doing. So I think he's going to have a lot more leeway. Yeah, and a, and a lot of that has to do with the fact that a lot fewer mistakes are made from that position. I mean, you got a guy like a quarterback throwing an interception or just not completing passes, um, getting sacked. Obviously, there's going to be a lot more pressure on a on a position like that. And I agree. I think it takes a few games for people to start even maybe even noticing. Uh, but the impact he can provide, uh, even if it would go unnoticed, is the fact that people won't run at him. Uh, they're going to put extra blocking on his side of the football field. And so obviously the, the impact that a defense alignment can make uh, is, is huge. But yeah, I only ask that and think about that because we Michigan fans seem to be more impatient than just about any fan base in the entire world. And when all eyes are on a guy like Rashawn Gary, uh, obviously people expect him to make the plays. But, I mean, I don't think he'll run into that. But, I mean, that kind of leads to, to my next thought is what what is a season that's disappointing for Rashawn Gary? What, what kind of numbers would he put up that would be considered disappointing in your opinion? Oh, my gosh. Um I mean, you can make it real simple. If he if, if he did the same thing he did last year numbers-wise, would that be a disappointing season? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, only only one sack, I think that'd be pretty disappointing because you can count on a much bigger workload, many more opportunities. Excuse me. So, yeah, if he's, if he's even in the ballpark of last year's numbers, I think you're going to see a lot of people who are pretty disappointed in that. Not that I'm counting on that, but it's you know it's gonna it's gonna take some pretty impressive numbers I think for people to admit that Rashawn Gary met their expectations because you 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 hit it right on the head there that you know we were a pretty impatient bunch we raised the bar pretty high it'll take a lot but like I said earlier Rashawn Gary is one of those guys who when we say he can do big things it's it's a little more real a little more realistic than the others. Yeah, absolutely. And it's when you look at last season, the most tackles he had in the game was five. It was the same game he had the sack. It was against Central Florida. Not a, not a tough team, obviously. But I remember, just like I was saying, with the fans kind of calling for him to get some playing time, there were a lot of times where I, because the defense was so good, you, you don't even notice that he's not out there. Uh, and again, it's not like he was even needed last year. The, the defense was phenomenal week after week for the most part. And so he could slide by as that kind of backup learning the ropes. But yeah, I would not be surprised if his production 
easily doubles. I mean, obviously in the stat category, it should more than double because I'd only be getting one more. But tackles should be should be way up there. Tackles for loss should be double. And then I would say at least five sacks. You'd have to think unless people can really uh, key in on him uh, better than than we're expecting. But yeah, against some of the smaller teams, uh, teams that aren't going to be uh, as good this season. I, I mean, I expect him to have a field day back there. So I'm pulling up Taco Charlton's stats from last year because I think this might be something that we could make a comparison with. You're looking at 43 total tackles, 13 for loss. Uh, how many sacks? Looks like nine and a half, nine and a half sacks last year. So I think those are numbers that we can kind of put up next to Rashawn Gary's at the end of the year and make a good evaluation. If, yeah. I mean. I may be totally off there, but I th- I think that that seems reasonable. Yeah, and I think that back to the high expectations, I think a lot of people will expect him to perform beyond those numbers just because of the high caliber. Like Taco Charlton's a great player, and I think he'll be successful in the NFL, but wasn't talked about really at all for some parts of the season. Uh, and then he really kind of turned it on there at the end and was getting noticed, and obviously his draft stock went up. Uh, late in the season and, and as the off season went on after combine stuff and, and, and camps and such and, and I tell you what he didn't have the hype that Rashawn Gary has but that's a perfect player to compare to uh, obviously as someone who, who got drafted well uh, is off to the Cowboys a team where he can do some damage and, and again learning from a guy like him or Chris Wormley will do such big things for Rashawn Gary this season and, and hopefully for seasons to come I know obviously at some point, uh, being able to leave early and, and make millions, knowing that no matter how you do uh, at Michigan, I, I mean, to some respect, he's still going to be drafted in the NFL just because of his size, his athleticism, especially his speed. Um, someone's going to turn him into a monster in the NFL, even if somehow Don Brown and Jim Harbaugh don't at Michigan. But, however, with the, the comments that Don Brown's made, uh, being one of the best ever, I would not be surprised if he has an incredible season and is mentioned in the Heisman race just kind of to throw a throw a dark horse in there throughout the season. All right, so I want to wrap things up here with, with a, a question that at least I think is interesting. Think forward, end of the season, when we look back, will Rashawn Gary have been the best player on this Michigan defense? Yeah, I believe so, and I'm pretty confident in, in, in saying that. A part of the reason because of all the talent that was lost on defense. Obviously, there's some depth in some places, so it's not like uh, the defense is going to be bad by any means, but it's definitely a defense where he'll stand out more than likely. Uh, and just again, just because of the, the type of player he is, uh, even hype aside, uh, I'd be very surprised if somebody outperforms him. And if they do, uh, hopefully Gary still is performing well, and that's just even better for, for Michigan at that point. I, I think he wants to be the best. I think he doesn't mind being the most talked about and having a lot of hype surrounding him. But the more guys that play up to that level, obviously the better for, for the team as a whole. But, yeah, I'm very confident in saying Rashawn Gary will be the, the number one player on the defense all season. Okay, I agree with you. And you know, really the only player I think right now who I could see coming close to passing him as the best would be Maurice Hurst. I just can't think of anybody. I mean, obviously, you know, we're going to have some guys emerge who maybe don't take us by surprise, but it's like, okay, it's good to see them pop up like this. But, you know, Rashawn Gary kind of seems to be on a level on of his own right now. And 
you know, I will not be surprised one bit if at the end of next, at the end of this coming season, we look back and say, yeah, he was the most surprising player. So my bold prediction for Rashawn Gary this coming season is that he he sacks JT Barrett twelve times, twelve times. Okay, my bold prediction is that he injures at least two quarterbacks. I'm not going to name any names because I don't wish injuries upon anybody. Um, my prediction is he he levels a couple of quarterbacks. Uh, like a Lamar Woodley, and yeah, they, they're either out for the game or potentially worse because he's, I mean, if he were to tackle me uh, in any fashion, I would probably be out of commission for five to six years. Oh, I'd have to quit my job. I, would, I, I wouldn't be able to go to my work anymore if he tackled me. I wouldn't even be able to get off the field. I think I'd be in so much pain and so and so fragile at that point. By the time the cart came out, even the whole ambulance could come on the field. If they lift me, I'm snapping in half. If I'm not already snapped in half. So, yeah, I mean, my bold prediction is he injures a couple of quarterbacks. That might be really awful of me to say, but, hey, just being honest. No, it'll be one of those deals where where he tackles you and, like, his pressure on your body is the only thing holding you together so he can't get up or else you're just kind of, like, fall into two pieces. I know exactly what you mean. So on, on that note... We'll wrap it up here. This has been the Go Blue Crew on Wolverine Sounds. Like I said earlier, if you want to head to iTunes, search Wolverine Sounds and listen to some more shows there. You can follow me on Twitter at Ty underscore Funwick, and you can follow Derek at Divine Identity. We'll be back next week with another player, an undecided player, because we, we usually don't talk in advance about these things. So thanks for listening. Go Blue. Go Blue.